What's going on, everybody? It's the Long Island Gaming League podcast. How's everybody doing out there? It's been a while. Uh, we're back, trying to get back into it. There's a little bit of changes that you guys are going to see. I hope everybody's safe out there. I hope everybody's staying entertained and staying busy as safe as possible. Uh, you guys are going to find out there's a couple of changes going on. Um, we are in the process of putting in a new co-host so over the next couple of weeks you guys are going to be hearing new people coming in with me besides the guests of course um today we got my friend jason jason how's it going everyone? everybody gonna be how you doing hosting for today <laughs> been doing there well keeping busy during quarantine playing a lot of different games there you go if everybody remembers a couple of months ago, we did do a podcast with Jason. Jason is one of our gamers. Uh, he's one of our buddies, and now he's trying out for the for the co-host spot. So, you know, if you guys uh, like what he does by the end, please let us know. It works in, it works in everybody's favor, and, you know, it, it lets us know that everything's still going good. So tell me, Jason, what do we got going on today? Well, today we have our special guest, uh, Andrew, a.k.a. Super Saiyan Kid, if you would like to introduce yourself. Howdy, everybody. My name is Andrew Brown. Um, I am a Chicago fighting game competitor for the FGC. Um, I play Grand Blue Fantasy Versus at the moment now. It's my primary fighting game. Um, but I dabble in a lot of other fighting games and very excited to be here. And to really share my experiences. Thank you. Well, we're excited to have you here too, man. So, give us a little bit more of a background in terms of, you know, when did you start gaming? What, what basically brought you or gave you the you know, curiosity to try it out? And what reeled you in into the gaming world? So, in terms of video games, uh, I mean, man, as early as I can remember. Uh, I remember my dad, you know, he used to bring me to like, because, uh, you know, he used to be a, he was a carpenter. Okay. So he used to bring me from house to house. And, you know, sometimes there would be kids in there that would be playing games, you know. And so this was like back then. So, you know, you would see Dreamcast, Sega Saturns kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I used to remember one of my first uh, video games I ever saw was Sonic Adventure 2. Wow. And I used to see somebody playing that game, and I mean, everything kind of just went from there, you know, um, PlayStation, OG, Xbox, you name it, and it's just a, a huge hobby of mine. <laughs> hobby, wow, that's, that, nowadays, I know, that's a hard word to use with gaming, because it seems like nobody uses gaming as a hobby, or they use it as a, a distraction, or they use it as a job, wow, that's. That's something fresh to hear. You think somebody still thinks about gaming as a hobby? I, I like that. I like that. one. I like one that. of my questions I wanted to ask was, what got you started, like specifically in fighting games? Like, what was like right. your introduction to fighting games? Yeah. So, like, um, it's interesting because, uh, in terms of like fighting games as a whole, um, my first fighting game that I ever played was. Dragon Ball Z Ultimate Battle 22 for the PlayStation 1. Um, yeah, and like that was like the first one that I played, but like it, growing up, like I played mostly like um, DBZ and Naruto. Games. 
So that was like my thing. But in terms of like, you know, because some people would tell you, oh, those aren't real fighting games. You haven't played the Tekken, the Street Fighters, the, you know, kind of thing. So when I first played my one of the big fighting games, I think it was Tekken 5 okay. at the arcade. And that was an experience, you know, it was cool or whatever. But I think like, I think things changed for me when I played Smash Brothers 4 um around 2015 because i played fighting games a little bit back then but it wasn't really something that like i really delved deeper into until smash 4 um it really changed when i went to my first smash um and i remember i will never forget walking into my first tournament seeing all of these sounds of controllers all of these people looking at the tv screens um just being focused having these conversations about fighting games, and, you know, just these different vocabularies and what are they saying? What does frame data mean? What is this? <laughs> you know, it, it's a very, you it's know, overwhelming it, at the first, like the amount of info it takes to like start really getting deeper and deeper into a fighting game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what like, it was like, it just really made me realize that there was more to it that I didn't realize, you know, cause like, I, you know, when you play video games, you know, not competitively, sometimes you're very talked about by your friends or family. So I'm like, you're so good at video games, you know? And it's like, you know, it's like you, you kind of gas it up, you know, but like when you go to a tournament and you see all of these people just, mm-hmm. you know, going crazy and like all of a sudden you enter the tournament, this dude just, you know, you play Street Fighter or something and this guy picks him Bison and he just be- beats you up, you know? It's like, it's one of those things. It's just like, wow, like, what happened? And it just, Man, it it just was a door. It it was something that changed my life, honestly. In terms of just like knowing what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go from there, and yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's definitely been a big part of like the FGC of like when you first enter, like you're gonna eat your losses. Like you have to take those losses and learn from that to in order to like grow and get better at the game. Like you're not gonna start up Street Fighter or Grand Blue or anything and start winning a hundred matches. You're gonna lose a hundred first. Like Absolutely. Now let me ask you this. What do you see much of a difference from when from competitions from when you started to now? Like do you see a very big difference? Or you think things in terms of the actual setups and stuff like that is is everything the same or you think there was much of a of, of an advance um i think uh the biggest thing when it came to uh how much of an advanced competition has been uh, specifically for the fgc mm-hmm. is more of the streaming side because like i think that like um tournaments have always been this place where people just gather around compete, have right. fun, talk, you know. Um, but the streaming side has always been the one that was, like, outdated because your technology and things going over time, you know. And, you know, um, people able to have, like, Macherino things now for, you know, um, the, the tournaments. They're able to, you know, have quality streams now, you know, quality mics. Um, able right. to have really nice transitions in their streams to go from the match to the actual commentary. Mm-hmm. I think on the side of streaming, it's actually advanced heavily, even from like 2013 to now, you know, and, you know, 2013, that was a, a while back, but like, you know, it, it's not that far away, you know, but like it, it advanced so much, you know, and I think that's really the biggest thing 
that what advanced about it. Yeah. Do you think there was much advance in the actual games itself? Like, I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not too big of a fighter guy. I, I mean, I dabbled in Mortal Kombat when it came out, and you know, I'm from the original Mortal Kombat time, Street Fighter. Uh, I mean, we had games like that, but I look at it like when we used to play them back in the day. The quality of the image was the same thing as an arcade. And, you, and I see it now. I mean, I notice difference, but I mean, in terms of a competitor, do you notice much difference, even in terms of terms of of the mechanics of the game? And and do you think it's easier to get into it now, or you think it actually became more complicated and a little bit more uh, more challenging to do it now than back in the day? Um. So uh, it's interesting because a huge point of discussion when it comes to fighting games this decade. Um, has always been the accessibility, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, it's been known that, like, over time, you know, fighting games have made themselves, quote-unquote, easy, right? So, you know, um, back then, I know you, you, some of you guys used to play stuff like Marvel vs. Capcom 2 or mm -hmm. King of Fighters or Tekken or a lot of the games that was pretty execution-heavy, you know? There yeah. was a huge skill ceiling to a lot of those games. Um, yeah. These days, you know, Tekken is still pretty execution heavy. It's 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 Tekken. I don't think has really changed much. Um, you know, there's still a lot of games that are still like execution heavy. But in terms of what you're talking about, um, I think it's ex accessibility, and I think like a lot of fighting games have definitely taken that route. Um, now, the thing to note about it is that like, although some fighting games out here tend to like, you know, be easier to to handle now in terms of like dexterity or like execution um the game knowledge still has to be there um the reactions still have to be there and you know you still have to put in mad work into the game in order to get good um but the only thing about it is that they took away uh one uh what's the best way to say it? they took away one like wall that a lot of players had to go through in order to get good. And that was execution feel for somebody's fighting, I think. Things yeah, like thing um, I noticed is especially watching a lot of like the Grand Blue videos is the game isn't about doing a ninety hit long combo like Marvel. It's you're gonna do eight to ten hit combo, it'll do like half of someone's health and that's your mm -hmm. combo. Like Yeah, so like Grand Blue is one of those games that's out right now where it's like it's it's less about the combos and it's more about your reads reactions mind games and stuff like that it's about your 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 mental more than your physical execution right um same thing with samurai showdown you know hmm. samurai showdown has always been that way though um yeah. but i think with like fighting games now they're starting to take a lot of the route of um i guess the best way to say it is playing more neutral and 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 playing more of a, a, a mental game with the game uh, rather than um, hurting people with wanting to, you know, have, you know, execution as a part of their plan. Because a big thing with Street Fighter 4 was something called one-frame links. And one-frame links, technically, you didn't have to, you didn't have to get good at them in order to get good at the game. Mm -hmm. But um, for some reason, there were players who complained about them and they took them out in Street Fighter 5. You know, um, and so now there's, you know, a lot easier to um execute combos but um 
yeah, you know, that's kind of been the big thing that's been going on with fighting games in terms of, like, advancement, is that, you know, a lot of these games, you know, they look beautiful now, you know, they they look really dope, soundtrack, you know, in my personal opinion, um, I haven't really disliked any fighting game yet, <laughs> um, maybe some, I used to maybe not like some DLC practices here and there, but okay. I, over time, I started to realize that, it, you know, sometimes it's just a business thing at the end of the day. Um, and that like, you know, with fighting games, it's really just a situation of, you know, um, trying to make sure that at the end of the day, uh, a lot of these devs want people to enjoy their games and to be comfortable. That's really their goal in terms of how much they advance. I mean, I can remember when I started playing more, I mean, yeah, there was skill set, but it got to the point that all you had to do is just press all the buttons at the same time, and things happen. You know, it's mm-hmm. now I th- I actually think that, that with the advance of of the actual systems and controllers and stuff like that, it actually made it like if you remember, and this is I'm talking about the original Sega. Yeah, like the control was so rudimentary and so simple like the like the old NES was just the triangle and all the buttons together you press everything with your hand something's going to happen now they you know they, i think the actual advance of 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 the actual consoles and stuff like that also made it more f- how am i going to say make it more oh, i'm going to say accessible accessible uh, yeah, yeah. Not even just that, but it makes it that the people who are actually interested in learning and actually wanting to get good at the game, that's mm-hmm. helping. Instead of you playing against the guy just pressing every goddamn button on the control and you know, getting your butt whipped from him, from him not knowing what the hell he's doing. is just he did a combo or, or if, you play, if you're playing Dragon Ball, he hits you with a meteor. You know, it's... Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, I think, I think like one point to really like make out of that too is that, that I forgot to mention is that they also are trying to make sure these days that like um they make fighting games accessible to pad players because back then you know people used arcades true right? because of people were so used to arcades mm-hmm. playing fighting games but now you've you have an entire generation that you know um only plays on pad um so making that accessible to pad players is also huge i mean yeah that's yeah that's another thing that back in the day we didn't have it was there was very little until not too long ago, there was very little adaptation to anything. I mean, it was just that controller. I mean, yeah, and yes, maybe you had the power glove or something else, but nothing. <laughs> Trust me, it's still until today. I still want to get that freaking power glove. <laughs> but that's the only kind of change nowadays. You have like you, you go play on a switch. You can use the controller f- from the old uh, GameCube and this. Back yeah. in the, things were much more, you know. Uh, that's why I, I think the consoles also helped out not just the games, but the, not just only the games and the creators, but the, the actual console manufacturers. I think they they also woke up a little bit to, you know, reality of like, you can't make thing, everything just be vanilla. You got to put a little flavor in it or else people are going to stop using your stuff too. Oh, yeah. Very so what is your controller of choice? Do you play on a fight stick? Do you play on pad? So I... Funny <laughs> you say that. So recently I had a situation where I actually switched from uh, the PS4 pad to the Hori Fighting Commander pad. Um, the DS4 pad is not a bad pad for fighting games, but mm. the issue is that the PS the issue is that it's a console pad, so it's not specifically built for fighting games. So you. you know, if something happens, it it happens, right? Like 
let's say with Tekken, right? You're using the PS4 pad. Tekken requires a lot of move, so you're going to be using the D-pad a lot. Eventually, because that PS4 pad is not built for fighting games like that, it's exactly. going to wear out the D-pad heavily, right? Um, so using uh, like a, a fighting game uh, specific pad, like the Hori Fighting Commander pad that I have, um, is really good for uh, the long term. Um, and so I actually use this pad. It's done wonders for me. Um, I can execute a lot of things a lot easier, things like DPs, um, you know, um, and, you know, just it just feels really comfortable in my hands in general. And I think I'm going to be using this pad a lot more um, from now on when playing fighting games. And how much of, like, a learning curve did you have, like, trying to swap to a different controller after, you know, using just the base PS4 pad for so long? Um, so this Hori Fighting Commander pad is, is pretty similar to the PS4 pad in terms of setup. So, like, I, it took me, like, maybe uh, two days to kind of, like, you know, because the, the D-pad is kind of fat, and um, the controls in terms of, like, the buttons are, like, kind of slanted-ish, but... It took me about two days to kind of easily adjust because it's the same. It's it's similar to the same idea of the PS4 pad, but you know, with a little bit of differences from the D pad and the button. Yeah. There you go. I mean, it, it, it it's like it's like I was saying. Thing you put that little extra flavor of something. There's always going to be a, a learning curve, and I think that learning curve actually. It, it, we go back to the whole thing of, yeah, you got the guy that knows what he's doing against the guy who doesn't know what he's doing with this whole thing of you having to learn. If, if it was like, yeah, let me change to a different controller, but I have no learning curve. It's the same thing. It's, it's the same setup. I think that actually works in everybody's favor in terms of making things a little bit more interesting. I mean, it's not yeah. like you're just going to go into the game and learn with the controller. If you want to be a little bit more challenged, you can go to these to all these other things and, and, and get better or, I mean... Yeah, I think for you guys nowadays, it's it it it. You got so much stuff out there that's working in your favor compared to back in the day. It's it's crazy. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, what mm. a de a decade! What a decade does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just so many. I mean, nowadays you have like USB ports, so like little things where you can like even just use. I mean, I've seen people use like freaking. Guitar Hero controllers fighting, <laughs> so oh, it's yeah. like you can just port them into a USB thing, put it into the console, and I mean it just works. You know, uh, keyboards. You know, the, PS4. The guy who works. used the Rock Band for keyboard. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, like it, it. It's so much accessibility. You know, I know people who only just like the P the PlayStation One path. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know, like it. You know, without the an without the analog, with um yeah, without the analog that they'll use the D pad, but that like it just fits for them and yeah, I mean you know it's just about like that's why it's so important to just like experiment with different things, see what works for you. You know, right. maybe you might like I don't know some leapfrog controller or something. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, you know it, it is. It's just important to really try out different things and Listen, see what works best for you. Don't say that too much. You're going to see some, nowadays somebody's going to buy a little freaking laptop and connect it somehow to the console. They'll be playing it on the freaking laptop. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. There's some Tekken players out there who play on keyboard. 
Oh yeah. Oh god. <laughs> and now they and now they have a new thing called a hitbox where it's oh, essentially yeah. a keyboard but like you know there's it's just buttons uh like arcade sticks but it doesn't have a joystick it's just like full button. Yeah. Oh, I think uh, one of our I think Elvis one of our guys has one of those things. I think mm-hmm. I've seen him play with that. Yeah. yeah. Just buttons no no it has no joystick. Yeah, I've seen that stuff. Mm-hmm. Those things are not cheap though. Oh no, they're they're you you could probably hit somebody up maybe in the FCC they'll probably give you like a decent price for them but yeah they're definitely they're definitely kind of pricey but let it's me good. ask you this what do you what do you think is easier or what do you think is better those or the ones with the joystick um hmm i think Where's- that like i think that um it's weird because, like, I, I actually tried out... I have never tried out the hitbox recently, but okay. I, I did try out keyboard. I'm assuming it's really just similar, same experience. Keyboard, I think, is not as difficult as some might make it to be. Okay. Um, in terms of doing, like, quarter circle forward motions, like, let's say you're trying to do a Ryu Hadouken in Street Fighter mm-hmm. on a keyboard. It's actually not that difficult. It's just knowing what is the input of like what you got to do you know forward and just like down forward you know and you'll just do the the whole doka motion but i i think that um i want to say that like really uh maybe keyboard because the joystick it it takes i feel like from what i hear from people's experiences joystick actually takes some time to really adjust to because you know you have to hold the joystick in a particular way Right, I think, and it's just like you know, to be able to do all that stuff, it it it, it tends to get difficult. Whereas a keyboard is just but so yeah, a keyboard is just it's you want to do a, a a down a down and forward. You have to press the down and the forward at the same time. With the joystick, you have to keep it in a certain position that you have to. It has to register both down. It, it yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine. Yeah, and you know, thing with like guys with like joysticks and arcades that you know a lot of these guys. I mean. They've been playing fighting games for more than 20 years, you know, so, I mean, you can imagine, like, how much time they've had just being so natural with a joystick, you know? <laughs> I mean, don't, these are probably guys that started playing arcades, and the arcade was a joystick, so they already had, it's the same thing, there's no transition, so they're probably already used to, used to using the joystick, that's why. Yeah. There's no learning curve there, because they already learned it 20 years ago when it was hard, and now they, for them, it's just... It's just like us. A new game comes out. New console comes out. Yep. Same. It's the same thing. You just same. gotta get used to the actual game, not the not the controls themselves. Pretty much. It's a, that's already one thing that's done for you. So all you gotta do is just <laughs> learn, you know, the combos and everything else. Really. I got you. I got you. I mean, it make it makes sense. I mean, it's like I said. I'm not. I'm not so much of a of, of a fighter game. So it's just like I know how things work and. I, I've seen them and I know how they are and I I tried to get into Dragon Ball and stuff like that. I liked it. It's mm-hmm. just I didn't like it enough for it to reel me in. I'm I'm a I'm a shooting game guy, so you know it's me. It's pretty much reload, press press the trigger, shoot, headshot, you're done. It's not so much. It it's a it, fighting games is just it, it has too much, uh, especially when then you have combos and and buttons that you have to hit at a certain time to continue the combo or to shift to a different. A different tr- a tree tree uh, uh, of of the combo and this and that. it's just a little bit too much for me. So oh I just, yeah, I don't. I mean, as somebody who like you know 
try to play a shooter on controller too. I can't even imagine either. Because like, you know, with keyboard, it's just really the accessible thing for a shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and keyboard, you know, with, with controller, it's just like, man, like, you know, you, you can do things, but like, man, you need to have that, like, you need to have that perfection, you know, with shooting, aiming, you know, sometimes you use the, the other joystick on a controller, you know, it can be kind of bad, you know, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, I can imagine. I mean, me per- personally, I started on PC playing shooter games, shifted to PS4, or PS3, and then to PS4, and now I went back to to uh, to playing on a desktop. And it's, it's, I mean, you would think that it's like riding a bicycle. It ain't. <laughs> it ain't. It took me a while to get back to the whole thing with the with the with the. With the keyboard, but then I went back the other day to try to play it on the PlayStation. I can't. I can't function with the controller. <laughs> just you, you, your body, your hands, your your brain gets different. Gets used to something different, so it doesn't. It doesn't even register the same. Yeah, way. like you gotta have like your full. You know, it's hard to explain, but like, yeah, you know, like you, you gotta be one with the keyboard, <laughs> like the controller that you're using. Be one with the force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. I mean, it's, it's, it, you, it, it's just people look at it. It's like, it's like old people buy, oh, it's just a video game. Yeah. You know, how much how much brains do you have to use in that? Hmm. Oh, Good luck. Man. Try it. Yeah. So I, mean, I wanted to ask, uh, since your name is Super Saiyan Kid, why is DBZ not your main game? Okay. So- <laughs> So it's interesting that you um asked that because with this name um with DBZ when I first tried it out uh when it first came out you know I was very excited you know um this you know I like I said my first fighting game was a DBZ game I've been a DBZ head for so so long and when I remember when I first came out I mean to to see that. You know, there's been a lot of Dragon Ball fighting games, quote unquote, but to see that we were actually gonna get like actual competitive, you know, Marvel style DBZ made game. By Arxis, like, Ar- yeah. Made by Arxis, like it was a dream come true for everybody. It got the full treatment. Yeah. And and it was just like everything came through. Fast forward, you know, to the, when it came out. You know, um, DBZ Fighters is definitely at a good place right now, um, but I felt like at the time it was hard for me because uh, there's a few things. One, um, with team games, I always have a hard time making it because the thing with team games is that you have to have a center and like you can't really like play who you want unless that game has multiple assists. It's the reason why Marvel vs. Capcom 2 was so great and why Marvel vs. Capcom 3 was so great was because the thing about those games of team games is that um all your to, picks to me, right so like to really explain how team team games work for some people who don't know basically you have three people on your team um right. and you know you could call out assist for people to help you out to back you up with combos and stuff like that right yep the thing about team games though is that there's different strategies with assists. Sometimes assists can help you approach the opponent a lot better if the character can't do that themselves. Right. They can cover for other characters' weaknesses. The thing about it is that, like, at the end of the day, though, 
I would like to play characters that I like to play. So sometimes when a team game doesn't have multiple assists for a particular character, um, for each character, um, it could end up being a situation where you're putting somebody on your team that you're not necessarily comfortable with playing, but you're just using them because they have a good assist. So it was really hard for me to really enjoy Fighters because at that moment, I'm just picking a team that's a top-tier team, but I would just want to enjoy the game, not necessarily pick a top-tier, if that makes sense. So over time, they actually updated the game, and now characters have multiple assists. Now I can go ahead and pick my dream team with, you know, Ultimate Gohan, you know, Team Gohan, you know, that kind of thing, right? Like, I can pick characters who I want to pick because now they right. have multiple assists. Um, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I play fighters, you know, on the side. I'm waiting for, you know, baby Vegeta to come out <laughs> uh, when he comes out this month in a few days. Um, I like the game, you know, it's just, it's also because I'm the kind of fighting game player that I tend to play more ground-based neutral games, slow pace. So like, I, I, play I see that like, a lot in Grand Blue way more. It's not the typical Erxus, like, air dashing everywhere. It seems yeah. a lot more grounded and neutral. Yeah, it's very uh, anime, but Street Fighter, you know? Um, yeah. And I like that. And it's I like uh, games like Unist as well. Um, you know, Samurai Showdown is pretty great, too. I just like, you know, I like my crazy stuff. <laughs> you don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, I like my combos, Rush Down. But I also like I think mostly I just like, you know, uh, just playing a neutral game and just, you know, playing very softly. Very cool. Another question I had for you then is, so like getting into fighting games and like you've started your YouTube channel and stuff like that. Was there any people in the FGC like who are also like content creators maybe that like inspired you to start doing that? Or did you just start doing that like on your own? So... Uh, that's an interesting question because, um, I do plan on making, uh, future content when I get to a really good point where I feel like I can make tutorials and help people out with it. Um, that being said, I am inspired by, uh, FGC content creators. Um, there's a few of them, like Cephalon from the Smash community, um, Pat the Flip, he's a Guilty Gear player, um... And uh, Juicebox FGC, he is a King of Fighters player. He plays Street Fighter Four as well. Um, okay. And um, I'm uh, the what makes the three of them so great uh, is how much they, you know, a lot of people tend to not really delve deeper into some of the core aspects of fighting, things like the neutral game and stuff like that. And these guys, they will break down every knot. They will make a video on a specific topic and make it at least one to two hours, and they will explain everything to you. And I was just so inspired by that, just thinking about how beautiful these games can be with just one specific thing, <laughs> you know? Um, and it made me really want to, it made me inspired to one day just like, when I get to a level in my play, where I get really good, and hopefully I win Evo. <laughs> um, you know, I want to help people in that sense. But I think the approach that I want to do uh, with my content, going back to your question, in the future is I want to make, I want to explain things to people so that it, it might not seem so daunting 
right? Because I know that fighting games to some people can be very daunting, but you know, the more that I improve at Grand Blue and people explain things to me, the more I feel like I can explain things to people a lot better uh, to newer players who don't understand in a very simpler fashion. And that's my goal uh, one day with my content, pretty much. I found it funny that you mentioned Evo. Uh, Grand Blue was supposed to be at Evo this year, even though it got canceled, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to be at Evo. Um, but, you know, Do you feel like that thing... hurt it a bit? Like, like you feel like more players could have possibly came in seeing it at Evo and, like, on that big stage? But, you know, unfortunately, we really didn't get that this year. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, I really do. You know, because uh, the thing about Grand Blue was that it was born in a pandemic. You know, so it's like this game is not really. It's had all of the cards stacked against it. Um, mm. A lot of things, you know, evil being canceled. Um, you know, it being born through the pandemic. You know, um, not to mention a lot of the backlash the game had previously when it came out, where a lot of people were talking about the season pass and the roster looking kind of mid. Um, this game really had a lot of things stacked against the card. To the point where I'm very surprised that this game sold well. It sold, I believe, 500k copies, I believe. And that's pretty big for Arc System Works. Um, yeah, that's definitely big for them. Especially on a title based off a mobile game in America, we can't even play without, oh, you yeah. know, jumping through some hoops. Oh, yeah. Right. Is, is the mobile game something you played beforehand or have, like, maybe checked out after playing the fighting game? Like, what got <laughs> you into Grand Blue? <laughs> So, uh, how I actually got into Grand Blue, well, how I, so I guess I'll explain how I got into Versus and then how I got into Grand Blue. I got into Grand Blue. I actually didn't play the mobile game, but I have been eyeing the Relink game ever since they released the trailer for it. I don't know if you guys know about that. It's basically the, um, it's like the, uh, co-op kind of, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Monster Hunter-ish kind of thing, but it's like. It it was a little Monster Hunter-ish mixed with, like, more action gamey like, platform yeah. stuff. Yeah, co-op kind of play with your buddies and grind kind of thing. Um, I was eyeing that for a long time. That was the first time I've ever seen something from Grand Blue. Um, and so, I actually remember seeing Grand Blue Fantasy Versus a little bit after, uh, when they released trailers for it and stuff like that. I wasn't really interested in the game, though, because I was playing Street Fighter Five at the time, and that was kind of that. But, um... I'll never forget being in my friend's stream. Shout out to Avatar Yaya. He uh, was streaming the game. He was streaming the game, and one of the people that he was playing was my character, which is Percival, um, with the fire sword and stuff like that. And you know, the biggest thing to me about fighting games is that if a character looks cool to me and they just seem like they feel cool, hmm. I'm literally buying the game just for that character. <laughs> so, I mean. I bought the game and everything came from there. You know? now, yeah, let me ask you one thing. Is a big thing. Oh is, yeah. Is that game a little bit the same way as like games like Smash Brothers and I would say maybe Tekken or Street Fighter, where there are where you can still separate the characters into tiers, or the characters are pretty much even the way they are. So yeah, this game is pretty. It's it's not a very so, it's not a very balanced game. Like, you can still separate the characters into tiers, right? Um, the interesting thing about this game right now, at the moment, though, is that the balance patch kind of made the characters 
uh, closer together, you know? Um, they, they basically made... The game is not, like... The hours are the same, but it's, it's not that, like... Because in this game, like, you'll see even sometimes low-tier characters just winning tournaments. Um, so it's, like, it's a weird situation, um, but it's, like, you can still separate uh, tiers in this game, but this game is, is very interesting in the sense where you'll actually be seeing a lot of characters in tournaments um, a lot of times. Um, I think that's what I really like about this game, is that you'll kind of see many different characters sometimes. And that's get those really very top eights and tourneys. Yeah, you know, like, it's, it's, it's a very weird spot with the game, you know. Um, you'll see characters like uh, one of the characters that people kind of, you know, uh, say is, uh, arguably say it's, it's like bottom one character, basically like a low tier. It's like Cabli Ostro. Um, you haven't really seen her, much of her much, but like you'll see players will sometimes um, pick her to kind of pick uh, a character that beats the matchup, basically. And that's kind of like what's nice about this game is that because, you know, the game is not too uh, harsh in terms of like you know, learning a character, you can easily pick up a character to kind of have a counter pick uh, for that matchup. It's really nice. So basically, it's still, it's still roughly a tier-based fighting game, but not like other tiered fighting games. The the tiers are not so much far apart. Yes, it's 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 really hard to explain because it's like I'm like a I'm still learning this process too, but like it's still a tier-based fighting game. Yeah, right. But it's it's not too like. At the moment right now, where it's at, because of the balance patch, I wouldn't say things are so drastic, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that, that's like, I have idea, like, like Smash Brothers, there are very big uh, differences in the tiers, and the oh, same yeah. thing, like, like, like uh, Street Fighter, it's the same thing. You have pl- players that you can shit on every day, and then you have other <laughs> ones that shit on you every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha, I gotcha. I mean... I thought every fighting game would be roughly built the same way. I mean, even Dragon Ball. You can admit, Dragon Ball is the same thing. Yeah. While they still have fighters like, like Tien and, and Yamcha in the game, there's always going to be those guys you can go past. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Unfortunately. And with team like games... it's safe to assume you're also a big Arxis fan. So I was going to ask, are you excited for like Guilty Gear Strive coming out? I know they just announced uh, DNF coming out for Dungeon Fighter. <laughs> so it's interesting you say that because I actually recently just got interested into Arxis game. One of the biggest things about this pandemic right now is that, you know, before I was primarily a Street Fighter player, but this pandemic in this this year, I've, I've been trying to delve deeper into other fighting games, and I've found love for a lot of Arxis games and a lot of other stuff. Um, and like. Guilty Gear was one of the games that, like, I found in love into, uh, playing Exert and, like, Plus R with the rollback recent thing, um, and, like, I'm definitely thinking about Strive, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a different game, different approach that the developers want to go to with that game, um, a lot of decisions that are made that they really want to revolutionize, I think, a lot of what Guilty Gear means, and I'm, I'm definitely down for the experience, I'm definitely excited. It looks like a beautiful game. I, I don't know how they managed to make Guilty Gear even more beautiful, but they did. <laughs> yeah, the, there's always, there, there's always there a way to make the game better. 
Yeah. Uh, you keep mentioning that, like, obviously we're still in the pandemic here and everything, and a big thing in the FGC during this quarantine has been, especially on PC, uh, Parsec and, like, Fightcade. Have you messed around with those at all during pandemic? Oh, yeah. So, I've tried out Parsec for a bit, um... In like one specifically for like one tournament that I did. Well, actually, no, two tournaments. Um, Parasic is pretty nice, um, really great, especially for like just you know being on PC and just experiencing, um, you know, really comfortable online experience. Not perfect, but something better. You know, um, I've been playing Fightcade for a while, <laughs> uh, even before this pandemic. Um, but I've definitely been on Fightcade a lot more. Um, I've been playing a lot of some, like, old Street Fighter Third Strike to kind of, you know, really help me brush up a lot of my fundamentals that I could transfer to Grand Blue. Um, and so it's really nice to have that, you know, right there. Yeah, definitely brushing up on the stuff. Have you, like, ever tried to play, like, just, like, a random fighting game you see on, like, Parsec? Someone has, like, an open lobby and you're like, I haven't played this fighting game. Let me just jump in and try it. Like, is that something you've tried? I actually haven't, but you, th- you know, I actually should try that probably today or tomorrow. <laughs> I should try that for that one. Let's see. That would be interesting. <laughs> just, just like, I, I don't know anything about this game. Let's just take what I know about fighting games and jump into a random game. Yeah. <laughs> just like going to fighting game and just pick random select. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. Very good. Very interesting. I mean, it's... I, I I think I, f- I feel a little bit the same way as some some of us that are that some of the, our viewers that are listeners out there that are not so much into the fighting games. I mean it's 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 a it's a whole different world compared to everything else. And people would think, oh yeah, it's this and it's that and it's all it's easy. There's no sk- eh. I've seen it in first hand. There's a lot of skill, and I I tip my hat off to guys like you that played these games and especially played this competitively. I mean, I I couldn't. I, yeah. I I couldn't do it. It's just it, it, I don't. Uh, it's it's. I think I would break my fingers playing the playing the damn games. It's just. It's, <laughs> yeah, I tip does, my hat off to you guys because you guys have a totally different skill set that us fighter of uh, us shooter guys and it's it's just. Yeah. I don't know how you guys do it. I really don't. I yeah. Don't. To step away, maybe then from fighting games just for a second. Is there any type of games you play more casually, like? Just I'm gonna sit back on the couch, relax, and pop this in. Or yeah, um, I um, play JRPGs. I think that's like a huge other genre that I play. One of my favorites. Play. So please, oh yeah, name your top. <laughs> Man, you know, I, it's a genre that like I like, but specifically particular games. But like, I'm trying to use this pandemic as well to play games I never played. So okay, uh, to start it off, Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, pretty much. Self-explanatory. Classic. Uh, yeah. Um, I actually was playing through Nier Automata, still having to play that. Um, Very fun. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to play through uh, Xenogears as well. Hmm. Uh, Damn, that's, that's the game. Oh, yeah. It's a great game. I, you know, it's one of those games that's just like, it's just really, you know a game is really way ahead of its time if it's so amazing now, right? Like, for somebody like me, who's, like, grew up not in that era of video games, to really even enjoy it now, that says a lot. Um, That game is so great. But, yeah, I've played JRPGs pretty much. Uh, I play action-adventure games, too. Stuff like Devil May Cry and, you know, um, 
I'm trying to play Yakuza. Uh, I play shooters, but the only shooter that I'm really like into like that is really just like uh, Halo. Big that has always been here. like, yeah, I, that's always been like my big uh, game to go. Um, Halo you know, Two Online I, back in the day. I wish I had that experience. I only had Halo Three experience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah. Other than that, like that's kind of like specific genre that I play. I play um t- Tetris and stuff like that too. You know? that's kind of like pretty much where I stand. I haven't, don't count. I haven't played don't... Tetris Effect that yet, though. I keep seeing a lot about it. It looks very fun. It, yeah, that, that 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 don't count. Come on. Don't count. <laughs> Puzzle games are a gate genre. <laughs> you might like the only, reason, the only reason I'm turning on my Switch right now is for Tetris 99. <laughs> that's, that's a game you play on your phone for Christ's sake when you when you're in the doctor's office and you need something just to distract yourself. Come on. <laughs> Listen, man. Temperament is a, it's a, it's an OG game as well. I haven't oh, played that, Tetris 99 yet, but I heard that, it gets very heated. Back in the game, there used to be there used to be tournaments with that stuff. Temple Run? Yeah. I never did it. Yeah, you're blowing my mind right now. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy games, man. There's, there's crazy stuff that, that you would think that never had competitions in their ones. Hmm. That's, cra- that's crazy stuff. Way too crazy. I think the only thing they didn't have was Duck Hunt back in the day on the and the NES. That's probably the only game that never had a competition. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but, I, I mean, I, what do I call competition? Back in the day, was a couple of guys getting together with in a room, just screwing around and playing. Nowadays, you got freaking, uh, uh, uh you got a whole entire stadium, and it, it's yeah. just for yeah, me, it's mind. Yeah, and you know. Street Fighter was like one of the first games to really implement that like one v one player to player kind of battle of competition. Because mm-hmm. usually, like back then, it was just like even with stuff like Space Invaders, like you would just it would just be about like getting a high score. Yep. But now it's like you're actually going against a player, and like it's just that competition. I think really revolutionized mm-hmm. competitive video games from there. Yeah. <laughs> Donkey Kong and all those kind of old games was the same thing as whoever got the highest points or whoever got like uh, whoever got as as far as possible in the game like Tetris Tetris for Christ's sake used to have tournaments whoever got more points oh yeah and even Tetris took uh, like oh sorry I was gonna say what do you think of the way uh tournaments are being run now especially during quarantine especially specifically online like do you feel either as a participant or like a spectator like watching a stream do you feel like the switch to online has been good. Oh yeah, um, I feel like the FCC definitely uh, adjusted pretty fast and well to what was going on. Um, you know, I mean, of course, you know, the elephant in the room. Some of these games' netcode aren't really that good, so it's like, you know, you end up being in a situation where it's like, you know. You're having to deal with a lot of this stuff. Uh, sometimes people use mostly Parsec for their games. Other games, you know, don't really have... They have, yeah, eh, sus netcode, but you can still play them. Um, but, like, uh, it's definitely been an interesting experience, you know. Um, I think the biggest thing about it is that you get to meet new people around even just the world. Um right. 
because of like just going to discords and just like i think what's great about it is that you get to put your name out there because previously when we were having offline you know um a lot of people were just going to their locals and they couldn't really put their name out there because not everybody was really watching right. your local stream but now you know now with this offline environment you know people are able to go into tournaments that they probably would have never thought of like evo was going to be online yeah. um you know and so and you're that's how even and, i got in contact with you you were doing next level and battle circuit. yeah and like big that's tournaments like that were, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and big tournaments like there. that yep and big tournaments like that where people around the world are watching now you're able to put a name for yourself out there so i mean like honestly for like a lot of the people in the community right now after this pandemic is done, you'll be a known player just because people know you because, hey, I've seen that guy on, on the Evo stream or, hey, I've seen you at NOBC, you know, like it, it's it's a blessing and a unfortunate thing at the same time because we, you know, had to be in our houses. But nonetheless, it's it's definitely an interesting experience. It's different. It's a it's it's a change. It's Oh, yeah. Big change. I mean, it's even big enough as a change. You could be playing in your PJs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't get no better than that. No better. Before I mean, quarantine, it, though, uh, did you find yourself playing, like, a lot more, like, local matches to, like, get better at a game? Or would you still just be, like, online warrioring it and just jumping into ranked matches online as much as possible? So, I made the decision to start going to tournaments. Let's see, this is 2020. I made the decision to start going to tournaments back in August of 2019. Uh, before I was an online warrior, but um, you know, to really delve deeper into like what you were talking about previously with how fighting games are hard and stuff like that, you know, the big thing is that like I had an issue of just like not feeling like I was getting better, mm -hmm. um, and you know, it was very hard, and I, you know, with curiosity i just went to tournaments to see how that experience would work for me um and when i first went you know it was nice it was a really good experience the local chicago community is amazing some of the best people i ever met in my life um you know and like i definitely was playing a lot of offline matches uh in there um i went to tournaments every week you know i made sure to go from school uh to our locals um and it definitely was like a really interesting experience for me because I've never been to like consistently going to tournaments like that. So it was really nice. Um, but I guess to really add on to it, you know, I also had a lot of issues really just feeling like I was improving too. You know, um, I'm not going to make, not going to make it, you know, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, fighting games are, they kind of get stressful at times. True. Um, it's just and, you. you have no teammates to rely on. Yeah, and you know, like, at the start of 2020, um, I actually was going to quit them competitively. Uh, I was this close. I was literally going to play Final Fantasy fourteen and just play that game, and that was it. But something in my mind told me to play Grand Blue. Something told me to try it out one more time, you know, and I did. Um, but the biggest thing that I did when it came to going to Grand Blue was changing my mindset, right? So 
changing the way how I approach the game. From now on, I only really just took advice from what people were telling me, you know, uh, because the thing about it is that a lot of people tell you to improve at fighting games, but you have to be very specific with what you're talking about, you know, because improving at fighting games means so many different But Improving at fighting games means improving at your read, improving at your anti-air, improving at your offense, improving at your defense. It means a lot of things. So a lot of what I did with Grand Blue was really ask for advice. People would give me advice. I'd write it down. Every day when I turn on the game, I take one of those things. I try my best to improve at them. And over time, you know, it's just a one at a time process. You know what I'm saying? And here I am, you know, I, you know, even though last year, you know, you know, I, I went O2 at tournaments, 1-2, you know. And if, as far as the tournament experience goes, you know, I didn't really have, like, that much success in terms of results. Although I did have taken out some of the best players I've ever seen. Um, it, it still is amazing to me, honestly, that I was able to even improve at finding games. And it's all because I literally just took advice from people. And just, you know, that's it. Advice is so important. Definitely glad to have went to tournaments and experienced the tournaments. Practice makes perfect. I mean, it's the same thing with us shooter, shooters. It's just you guys have a lot more that you could work on. You have, like you said, the defense, the offense, the the the, the response time and stuff like that. Us is very simple. It's but there's still practice involved, and more practice, the better you get at something. It's just. Oh yeah, uh, that that's that's one thing that we have in common. Thank God, there's always something in common, and it's, it's that it's the practice, repetition, it's dedication. The more you dedicate, the more you practice, the more re- repetitive you do. Even if you could, if you if you go oh oh and a hundred, yeah, but I, it'll be worth it because after that oh and a hundred, then you'll go on a hundred and oh. Yep. It's, it's, yep. Yeah. I mean. That's the good thing about gaming is although gaming styles are different, but we, there's always that little, there's always that part that we all have in common. Yeah. It's just such a, it, it, it's, it's a, it's literally a dopamine <laughs> when you improve at one thing. I, I, I tell people that, man, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, they're, it's very easy. And I know to really get into a, a play to win mindset to want to try to win. But the idea is that you have to have realistic goals. And you always have to go in into a match or every time you turn on a game with a goal. And I'm telling you, like, when you improve at something that has been a weakness of yours for a long time, but you mm-hmm. got better at it, it feels good. Oh, yeah. Even if you lost, hey, I answered my opponent consistently. That feels good. <laughs> that was something that I used to suffer. That I used to be bad at. Now I'm actually beating them in the air. You know, so it's like, it's little things like that that you have to appreciate. The little things. It's always about the little things when it comes to competitive games in general. You know, like, not to go off track, but um, when I was recently getting into league, you know, I had a guy, you know, coach me and one of my friends, and he was giving me a list of things I had to work on, mm-hmm. you know, and like, one of the things I had to work on was map awareness. Right. I lost some games, but hey, I'm looking at my map 24-7. I know when 
you know, my enemy jungle is going to come because I have my bush thwarted. You know, I have a lot of vision on the map. So it's like, you know, it's little things like that, you know, that's just, it, 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 it really, you know, it's a journey. And that's a slow climb to getting better. Oh, yeah. Like I like to call it, it's the grind. The grind is real and the grind is hard, but at the end of the grind, oh, yeah. Everything's much better. Mm-hmm. And like my, my OG mentor, Chris Chaos, says, grind don't stop. Even when you get to a good level in these games, it does not stop. Never it's stop. It's always something you got to get better at. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys have the same thing that we do. Like, do you, it, it, does, does the fighting game community have what they call the meta? Like, like us as as shooters, we have the meta which changes when there's an update and new guns get up installed into the game. That sometimes the best gun changes, or there's guns that get nerfed. Or is, is there that kind of thing? Like, is, is there a meta in fighting games too? Uh, I usually like this is also something that I'm kind of learning too because I don't know too much about this. But in terms of like characters getting buffed, uh, and like just kind of like. You know, some characters just literally running the entire game. <laughs> that happens. Like <clears throat> with the recent patch <clears throat> of Grand Blue, there was this one character that came out, and I mean, it was just that typical, you know, OP character that just came into the game. He's winning tournament. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I guess we could call it the Balao Meta. It's it's his name. <laughs> uh, you know, he came through and he was just like. I mean, he's just running the game. I can imagine that's something similar to that in terms of what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's like that. I mean, there's like, in shooters, you, you have guns that are broken, literally, that they melt. Mm-hmm. And then it comes uh, three, four weeks after everybody complains that it's melting and it shouldn't be melting. And then they, they, they nerf it. And they'll, they'll bump, up, bump up another gun. And then now that gun becomes the the top gun the the meta tends to change so it's like if you're not up with the meta i was even watching a couple of streamers the other day they were even talking about it like dr disrespect and all these other guys they were talking about it says they were literally saying oh yeah i go into the game i get killed but i get killed by the same gun that i'm using to get killed that i'm using to kill it's like if you're not up to the meta you can you can practice. You can be the best, but the the meta at the end of the day, there's certain types of games that the meta still, you know, still controls. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, with the character that was kind of you know Chen, that was kind of breaking the game uh, last patch, Bilal. You know, I don't think he was OP. Contrary to what other people was saying, <laughs> I'm usually the guy that just really has the you know, quote unquote off opinions, but. He was definitely a character that, you know, he had a lot of tools that, you know, were just really like, wow, like, this is so crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely how, relate. How much do you think comes down to it, though, that it's just like, oh, well, maybe it's just a new character and not everyone has figured him out yet. Like, right. Um, less of him being actually OP. Um, so that's a really good question, because the biggest thing that can happen is that people aren't labbing. "Quote unquote, labbing. So, yep. so like in case somebody, the, the uh, people who are listening don't know, labbing basically means literally just going into training mode, figuring out 
you know, hey, this move was very annoying in this match. How do I deal with it? And just going to tra training mode and figuring out solutions. Um, the thing with Belial, the character that was kind of like OP in Grand Blue, or still kind of to some people, is that like he had a normal basically that was like, you know, um, in neutral, he could just run up to you, and it a lot, it had a lot of priority to where like it could stuff other moves out, and it was also like you know, a forward-moving attack, meaning that, like, it could go from neutral to offense really quick, right? Okay. Um, so a lot of people didn't really like that. Um, the thing about it, though, is that there were actual ways you could deal with that move. Um, so, like, one of the things you could do was just, like, literally jump in the air, and mm -hmm. he would whiff the attack, and you could punish it. But you had to do it preemptively. But it was a solution nonetheless, right? Um, now, people can talk about how, you know, oh, well, they can counter that, and they can counter that, they can counter that. Well, that's fighting games, right? Everything can be countered in a sense. Right. Um, but it's more about this, the, the things, some of the, while the character did have a lot of, like, crazy stuff, some of the stuff that the, he did have could actually be beaten. Um, and I think that, like, the character was over-exaggerated, but I just have a hot take that basically people weren't really laughing. And that people weren't really trying to really, you know, adjust to that character like that, to really figure out some of this stuff. Not to say that that character didn't really have other stuff that was just really like, wow, like, this is kind of broken. But right. some of the stuff that he did have, you could deal with, you know? So... Yeah. Cool, man. Uh, so coming up on like the end of an hour here. Uh, so I feel like it's a good time to kind of wrap this up. So, uh, again, you want to shout out uh your YouTube and Twitch? Yes, yeah, so the floor is yours. You say, say it again. The floor is yours, man. All right, man. Uh, so I know my name is kind of long and stuff like that, but um. You can follow me uh, on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, I do have a Twitch, so you can, when I'll stream whenever. Um, all my names are universal on there to help people out. Um, it's My tag is Super Saiyan Kid, but it's spelled S-U-P-E-R-S-4-I-Y-4-N underscore and then kid. So, I know they say, <laughs> yeah, I know it's a long name, but... I take I'll have in the name. title and everything for uh, help people out find you oh, that, if they want to okay, watch some of your right. videos and check out some of your uh, Grand Blue highlights. That's got like cool man. And to mention, and to mention real quick by my YouTube, I I'm not making content right now. I'm more so making um videos to more so just show my losses and trying to use them as a way to analyze my replays and stuff like that. But um. Definitely expect maybe some videos in the future. Me just giving tutorials. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on and talking about some FGC and Grand Blue and all that with us today. Yeah, thank you guys so much for this. Really appreciate it. It's been great. All right. Stay safe, man. Have a good one. All right, you guys too. Peace.